Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Deer Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at creatures from their folkloric inceptions to their current pop culture incarnations. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I'm joined today by Leonard. Leonard, how's it going? It's going well, Dave. It's, uh, uh, I haven't seen any copies of myself, so I know I'm not going to Oh, actually, I can't even say that. I was going to say I don't know. I was going to say I, I I know I'm not going to die soon, but yeah, that's, you know, that's tenuous at best. Yeah, that's not something you can, like, plan for. Um, however, no. in light of what we'll be covering today, the copies of yourself may be a good thing. We'll, I guess, explore that. Uh, we're continuing our doppelganger theme that we'll do for a, I don't know, two more episodes, probably. Uh, and eventually wrap up with some folklore. We're just going to do it backwards. Uh, but this time we are taking a look at the 2003 film Doppelganger, uh, uh, directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa, who we've covered before on the podcast, or when he did the film Cairo or Pulse, uh, which was yes. very not nihilistic, um, fatalistic? Yes, I guess. And it it is the epitome of existential crisis in the modern age with the the dissonance of society and the solitude um, of technology. Even though everything's supposed to be connected, you're really separated uh, even further. But uh, yeah, you can go back and listen to us pontificate on that for two hours um, on that particular episode. I don't know what number it was, but it's there in the back catalog. So this is a more, it's a divergence um, in uh, Kurosawa's film over his, his previous film um, before this was entitled Bright Future. And I, it's been many years since I've seen that one. It, however, was far more optimistic um, than Pulse would have signified as like his outlook changed. He became more positive. Uh, this is is a weird thing because I would say that this particular film, uh, before we get into it, the the themes and what it's doing would have made a better bridge um, than a post film. Like if you put Pulse, uh, Doppelganger, and then Bright Future, makes more right. sense. Um, he. He did whatever he did, what he did. Uh, and Doppelganger is, uh, it's billed as a dark comedy. Uh, maybe? So, <laughs> so I have to, I, 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 do, I do have to say that I apparently missed the, uh, everything that indicated that this movie was a dark comedy. Um, so I started watching it, uh, like being like settling into, okay, well, it's about doppelgangers and it's Kurosawa and, you know, we did pulse and I have an idea what this movie is going to be. And it starts off and I was like, yep, this is what this movie is going to be. And then it wildly diverged, uh, into its alleged dark comedy and i was like oh 
oh, this is what we're doing? Oh, this is weird. This is not what I was expecting. So I actually kind of got surprised by this film um, over the course of watching it just by having missed the fact that it was supposed to be a, a black comedy. And I don't know that it was... Uh... It wasn't marketed that way, as far as I can recall. I watched this when it came out, at least when we got the international release of it. It was probably like a year after um, it came out in Japan, or six months or so. Uh, and I went into this based on like the, the cover art, and then having watched um, Cure, or not uh, Cure, and, and Pulse, he Cure first. Uh, and that led me, of course, to watch his other films because I like his more upset disposition than than the <laughs> latter, like getting happy ending. Um, because those those don't feel as realistic, which is a weird thing to say. Like mm-hmm. the, the the nihilism and existential dread felt more timely um, then and I think and, and as we discussed uh, the some of those the aspects of those films are more relevant today than they were when they were released yes like like that uh, in I guess an example uh, for for pulse uh, it, it was the the burgeoning like everything is connected era it was just right. kind of starting to get to that level and the the thesis of the film uh was kind of a projection saying that if things continue at like this pace this is what things will be and uh it it took time to get to that like in the real world mm-hmm. and i don't think um it it wasn't as purient as uh, it became in the last few years, uh, where we, through other factors, had um, social uh, isolationism on like a you know a global scale, um, where it could be afforded to be the case. So that's another thing is um, you're looking at uh, the 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 post bubble burst like economic struggling Japan uh, of the early 2000s uh, that hit a global scale um, again in like 2008 so there was more economic downturn Uh, things did and are still are like recovering and in that era everything started to sort of resemble more the, the idea that um, he was positive in, in polls. So watching that in hindsight, then, if, you know, 10 years after, after, uh, we're like, yes, it's, it's, it's getting there, but it's in like bursts. It's not right. a steady decline. It's like events have to happen that sort of drop things off, like drop it down a level. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it feels instead of uh, a, a long fall down a chasm, it's more like you're stuck in the elevator that's on a, uh, like a, it's not haunted mansion, you know, some like theme park elevator that like 
tricks you and doesn't quite just drop it. It'll, like, do half a floor at a time. Right. So that kind of decline is not this steady one. It's just fits and starts. Uh, but that, that being the case uh, makes those films age better and give them... Uh, it's worth, like, taking a look back at them. And that... To a lesser extent, um, for a bright future, and um, I don't think I, I I feel that doppelganger is something that again uh, ages well, and I don't. I want to say that it it had it maintained the tension the whole way through, wouldn't have worked. Yeah, for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it needed to swerve so hard away from that <laughs> because it's like it's like a break your neck turn the other way in in, in moments. But, oh yeah. Um. The the message is sort of a humanist like outlook. Find your like understanding yourself and accepting yourself is what it is in, right. in, a, in a positive way. Uh, and it's couching it in something strange. Yes. So the movie itself is about um, a scientist who is making an invention that's supposed to uh, allow for people to um, fully express themselves uh it, 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 in a way so it's a uh, it's a chair um for uh like a paraplegic yes or i guess even quadriplegic because you're controlling it fully with your mind uh it's a like a motorized chair that has limbs so if, if you can't use your own it it moves you and then it can manipulate objects and with, with the goal of you could even keep playing tennis or the piano or, you know, whatever you need to do. Like, it gives you that full motor control, um, even if it's not your, your physical body. And so I have to, I, I have ahead. to say because, um, that at, at the beginning, there's, like, a video. It's like the human body chair. Yeah. And there's this, like, there's, like, this very, like, um, we're going to do, like it's a presentational video. Yeah, it's, and it's showing. <laughs> yeah, and it's showing the chair, and it's all like very like, uh, two thousand three, uh, like CG graphics, and it's just like this person strapped to this tank of a chair, uh, <laughs> uh, with with these articulate two articulated arms. And it's like playing tennis, and I'm like, I looked at it, and I was like. That thing's not going to fit through a doorway. That thing's huge. Why is it so big? But then it's playing tennis, and it's playing the piano, and I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. And then we actually see, like, the prototype chair, and I really should have realized once we cut from the video to the prototype chair that this was actually going to be a comedy. <laughs> because... <laughs> It's 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 the jankiest like it's like post beat up Johnny Five from short from short circuit two 
<laughs> like robot chairs. Well, it's um what it's what it signaled to me was that it, it felt realistic in that you're your working prototype of something is going to be because it's just meant for function so they're just trying to have a thing like the minimum they need to do to be able to test it and then you know refining and sleeking and, and making a thing smaller to fit in something is like later like once it works right. uh, and so that the thing that you're witnessing in the pitch is like mark one iteration uh, a, a, a thing that like investors could see and then later go okay can we you know make it smaller can we make it practical you know what can we do right. to, to compact it um and that 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 uh, whiplash between the the pitch like the elevator pitch model of it and then you're you're long suffering these guys are underfunded they just they made the video to like get money because right. the, all this robotics testing stuff is is very expensive. They they're in like it's it's in a secured building lab, but it looks like they don't have money anyway. There it's, it's a staff of three people mm -hmm. um, working on this this thing that's supposed to you know revolutionize the world, like as far as mobility and. Um, the application you can look you can look at it and you're going the applications of this are, are it's that part is um i think that's where the not the comedy but the lightheartedness comes in because if, uh if this wasn't a japanese movie if this was a western film uh immediately the scientists would be having to have to be concerned with like what's the usage like here's what we're making we're making it for this reason when is what's the military going to do with it like who's yeah the, the funding for this is going to come from something shady and they're going to take this technology to to basically control something remotely with your mind and you know weaponize it whereas that right. that um that's not something that's not going to occur in Japan. Like, I, I can't say that. I don't want to do double negatives, but uh, that plot line still has um, resonance in, in, in Japanese society, but that's not, like, the immediate go-to for it. Right. Like, this is a more innocent take on it still. Yes. Like, I think by, by necessity, probably. Um, so that's not... We don't have to worry about that. Like, this isn't uh, OCP, you know? It's, 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 <laughs> exactly. There's not a big conglomerate overlord. There's just a board of investors. Uh, now, that w later in the film, I think that that's where things would have gone off the rails and it gets, it gets course corrected um, at the end. So mm -hmm. the, the the main scientist he's um, he's he's in this position because in the past he's invented some things that they're nebulous doesn't matter but he's um, he's in a position to like be in control of this team because he's done stuff for the field 
um, in the past that uh, were very beneficial. He's highly regarded. But he's in like a uh, a funk. He's just yes. like a creative slump. He just doesn't. He, he's roadblocked. Like, we don't know why. Um, I think it's because of um, frustrations with maybe what he's had to do and the compromises he's had to make in his own values um, in order to get money to do things he wants to do. Right. It's the long and short of it. I think it's the same kind of idea you get when you're uh, maybe you're um, an artist and your creativity gets blocked because the commissions and things you get are like so cut paste that it's not it's not the things you want to do. You're just like this is what makes money, so you do it. Right. Exactly. Um, it's that same kind of idea. It's sitting in that same headspace, probably. So long and short, he's uh, not able to get the thing to work and he's frustrated not only because it's it's his something he's missing to like fix it but the technology and his vision for it isn't in line with like the ability of his test subjects or his it's it's his test subjects being his assistants they're using their data to try to power the machine um and it's the the the, the pitch for it was for it to be able to do everything and I think rightfully so, his um, his assistant is saying that I think we need to simplify the stuff because the human will is complex and it's it's trying to do so much and we need this to like do a baseline bare minimum. Like we need it right. to dumb, dumb it down to like let it just function to help someone in their day to day. Like mm-hmm. l- letting letting you be a virtuoso or play tennis or whatever. That stuff's like maybe later. But the problem is it was sold as being able to do some stuff, so he's kind of like um locked into trying to make this more complex than they than they can exactly <laughs> so all of that stress and everything is just he's going through a breakdown he's like breaking down he can't you know he can't sleep he's just not in a good space uh where the horror comes in is uh through. It's not even through him. Um, it's through another character, and that is um, uh, Yuka. And Yuka, uh, she's tangentially related as, as in, like, the characters would know each other through, like, a friend. Just a friend yes. of a friend. Um, I think it was one of the other... Yeah, it's the other assistants. And uh, Yuka... Her brother uh, is a aspiring novelist, and I guess college student or a graduate, maybe I don't know. It doesn't. I don't remember if he's still in class, but he's trying to write a novel, uh, and he's in that same sort of like rut where the things he wants to do, he doesn't have like the money to burn out. He just can't do it, and it's it's he's supposed to or he's trying to write a novel for some upcoming. Um, Contest? Yeah, it's like a prize um, thing, like yeah. national novelist contest. Yeah, or something yeah, it's like some that. awards that you you would get and be like recognized, you know, nationally. So he's dealing with that. She's dealing with um, taking care of him, 
he, mm-hmm. it's, her, it's her younger brother, but he's reliant on her for like the daily necessities because he's he's so supposed to be so caught up in his novel that you know he, he she makes his food and does his clothes and just is like a parent to him. Well, she sees him uh, on her way home from work, and he's just kind of like wandering down the road. Uh, and then she sees him when she gets home, but like the distance from her driving from work to get home isn't something like that a person on foot could have got there first. Right. And so she's confused as to like, what did I, oh, then she's embarrassed because she, she must have seen somebody else that was calling out to him and it wasn't really her brother, it was just some, some stranger in a similar shirt. Uh, and then gets a call from the hospital saying that uh, they need to, her to come down uh, to identify her brother's body because he, he was um, like a suicide. Right. So she's upset, justifiably, and then trying to figure out what's going on because she just saw her brother and then now she doesn't see him in the house. But then maybe he's still in the house because I think we hear um, keyboard clicking or something. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, it so this part of the film is um, this is the opening of the film, mm-hmm. and then it, it'll it'll go to the scientist stuff, but it's kind of all tied together as far as the the, the way the film is progressing and, and um, the sound design is phenomenal, and it's it's this there's this like tone of dread, this hum uh, that I want to say was probably in. Um, pulse as well or something similar and it's just like it's very uncomfortable um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's like I watch this with headphones on most of us are watching on my phone but um, just that with it that much in your ears you're just like yeah this is it's good design because um, regardless of like the slow pans and the weird like lingering shots on nothing uh, this this score is it's unnerving, you know, on top mm-hmm. of everything. So that that lends you like you think you know where this is going, and it's very uh, like late nineties horror, uh, Ringu, and that kind of just dread and the grudge in those films. But okay, yeah, this is gonna be crazy and just upsetting because that's <laughs> the feeling it's giving you. Yep. Um, but that's not where this movie goes, or at least nope. it, it 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 goes three fourths the way through, and then, as I said, it it takes off in a different direction. But um, it turns out that her her brother did kill himself, um, and this is his doppelganger is now like furiously trying to finish writing this novel before the deadline, right? And it is basically doing all the other stuff too uh, moving his own clothes and feeding himself and everything a human should do that's responsible uh, but also like invigorated and uh, just has his nose to the grindstone to, to get this stuff done yes. So the inverse the inverse yeah, of her actual brother it's everything her brother maybe wanted to be exactly like all of his desires and drives are coalesced into another him right and that's left that um that's never the um 
that's not the heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. Because he's not a um, main character. He's not a force that's changing any of the story aside from giving Yuka a sense of um, uh, it's it's causing her to question her own um, place in the world and her own mm-hmm. like existence, the validity of herself because she's used to providing for herself, going to work, doing these things, coming home, providing for her brother, um, acting as the parent. Her role is like her world space has been shaken um, because right. of her brother's death and then continued existence. And so she doesn't yes. know what to do with that. And it's 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 putting her in a position of that. It's giving her an existential crisis. Mm-hmm. So this is that I that part where uh, were this cure or were this to be pulse, then we'd see her like kill herself. Probably is what what would happen. But that's or not, maybe have a, a doppelganger of herself. Yeah, and then then she kills herself, and the doppelganger does whatever it was that she um, had her heart, like her heart of hearts, set on doing, like for herself. Exactly. And then then we would see both of them go on to become successful uh, cogs of society. So maybe that's the other part of the critique. Um, <laughs> if you if yes. you think about it, is is that um, you're not. Uh, you're not your successes mm-hmm. ju- ju- just as you're not your failures exactly um you're something in the middle right uh, like the, 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 your successes and your failures don't define you but what defines you is what you do about them i guess yeah it's the long and short of it uh so that's that's yuka and she'll come back later um surprisingly like it just left that thread dangling for like an hour. <laughs> it yeah, did, it did, did. pick back up. So it was a little confusing. You're going like, why is it? So I know it's introducing a doppelganger, the, the idea of it. It introduces the idea of a doppelganger and that when the doppelganger is there, something causes the original to be killed. So that's right. the, 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 the general conceit of a doppelganger is if you see yourself, um, you will die. And they, they, the characters speak that into existence. They, they bring up that um, concept. Because as overworked as he is, um, Hayasaki uh, uh, begins to see himself um, yes. around. And that's, that's the lead scientist. Uh, and he, he plays it in a way that you're like, is he losing his mind? He doesn't know if he's losing his mind. He could be. Uh, because he's only catching, like, fleeting glimpses of the doppelganger. At first. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, yes, until... So here's the thing that, like, caught me off guard. Because, you know, I was expecting a slow burn, just like uh, Pulse. Uh, and, like, 20 minutes into this nearly two-hour movie... His doppelganger's just there. Like, there's a, just a scene of of his doppelganger, like, in the same room as him. And I'm like, oh, I really wasn't expecting that. I was expecting him to be, like, hidden in the background in some scenes. Like, they do that. They do, they do that earlier when he's in a cafe and he sees 
his doppelganger, the back of his doppelganger's head, but like to fully show him on screen at the same time, I was not expecting that within like the first 24 minutes of this film. So I was like, okay, where is this going to go from here? Because I thought the like the reveal would be the actual doppelganger. Yeah, and I will say that that for the first time when he sees him, that's probably my favorite scene in the movie, because the camera he um, Hayasaki's like front and center in the frame, mm-hmm. and the music is doing that weird like dread, and he turns and you're kind of looking at the back of his head and he's looking around you know I don't think I think it reverses shot and we're looking at his face and he makes a face and then he sits back because we don't see what he sees and then the camera right. leans again because it's 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 going to show us what he sees and it it tilts and we see like a shoulder and the back of his head in another booth, maybe right. because it's it's it, it, it's a quick, like it it pops back because he's just so unnerved, and you're going like, did I see? Because you you get that feeling of did I see a thing? Did he is he he did he see a thing? What what's right. going on? And then it builds from there, but um, as like an effective piece of something not showing but showing, like it's mm-hmm. works really really well, and then the film like just drops that <laughs> visually. Yeah. <laughs> like very quickly. Um but as you mentioned, yeah, he, he runs into his doppelganger in his apartment. Um, yes. and it's and it's been a it's a, it's a slow even if it's twenty minutes later, it's sort of a slow build up because we're just getting like it's almost like vignettes of him going to work, being at home, going to work. And he it, it's just showing that, like, his everything for him is blending together because it's just a bunch of garbage and he can't get anything done. And he's just that frustration is evident in, like, how it's doing the cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's kind of going quicker and quicker. And he's stopping by the gate guard to get his car keys. And then we know something's weird because the guard's like, didn't you just come get your keys? And he's like, no. And then, of course, he goes to his goes to get his car, and the car's not there. And yeah. So he has to walk home, which is really far. He walks home, gets home, he's tired, he just wants a drink, sit down, and then um, we, we, we get these weird, like, long shots down dark hallways where something's there we can't see because the camera's, like, it's too dark. But mm-hmm. he, he can see something. And then he's just like, no. <laughs> and eventually he, he gets a glimpse of his doppelganger and then uh, I think he was looking outside out the, like the veranda and then ends up like smushing his head into like the glass, like not through it, just like against the, the door to refuse to look at the doppelganger that he hears like walking up behind him. Yes. And it's just... Because he had... <laughs> He had been talking to his assistant, and his assistant mm-hmm. was like, you know, if you see a doppelganger, that means you're going to die. I had a friend whose brother killed himself, but then she said that he he came back and was home. And so, and he's like, yeah, I don't believe in the supernatural. And then the minute he sees his doppelganger, he immediately 180s and is like, I'm not looking at this. 
Yeah, and then we get like this super tense, like they're they're talking to each other, and the entire mm-hmm. time he has his hand up, or he's just turning, like he won't like look at him, and then he and then he kind of won't he won't um he thinks it's a or he's worried that he's going crazy, and then the, the yes. most likely explanation because a doppelganger is not very likely, but that he's just going crazy. So then he's talking to himself that he's crazy but still like addressing the doppelganger but like in a weird roundabout way without having like directly he's like he's indirectly talking to the doppelganger to try to get him to leave yes um it's it's good it's very good stuff and uh the the thing is this is um uh the doppelganger it's played by the same actor um so the entire time we get like if you want to see someone's acting chops like have them pretend to be themselves but a little different right. in the same scene and like can you know and and do that like act against themselves convincingly because this is what you get and it's very very good yes and uh the the director is good about um i guess it's not just the director but the the, the, the cinematography they use like diptych and triptych panels and separate mm-hmm. the space in a way that it's not, um, I don't, diegetic is technically sound, I guess, but they're, they're using thing, things in the shot to, like, make panels, but then the panels are also there, so it's a weird, like, you're using things in the environment to split up the scene into, like, separate panels, but then you're superimposing actual black, panels black and, like, line. yeah, black. like, in post-production uh, yes. To, to kind of, it, it ends up being very confusing on purpose. Like we don't always know who's the doppelganger and who's the original. Mm-hmm. There, there's some tells you get um, that are very specific. But uh, a neat trick of this is that no matter what um, Kaisaki is wearing. Like, if he changes clothes, the doppelganger's always in the same outfit. Or in his new... Like, they always wear the same thing, even if you never see them change clothes. Right. So you never know who's who until something, like, triggers it. Right. Like, it has to be kind of announced. And we we get that by the doppelganger. Um, He he hums and whistles a specific tune. Yes, um, and we get that very effectively because there'll be spates of time where you're going. Wait, is this um, Hayasaki or the doppelganger? And then he'll one of them will do the humming and go, "Okay, that's who it is." Because the the um, the reviews on this and even uh, like the the synopsis in the Wikipedia is like it's wrong. <laughs> it's, it's not <laughs> correct. What happens? Because I think they got com- whoever's writing it got confused as to who the doppelganger and who Hayasaki were. Um, right. An, an example of this is the the synopsis uh, is that uh, Hayasaki um, he's like a straight laced guy and he's trying to do his work and the doppelganger is too he he's the excess. Um, he where Hayasaki doesn't drink the. Uh, doppelganger is a heavy drinker like no that's that's a bunch of bullshit because what's happening is the doppelganger is this aside from some moral compass 
realignment. Um, he's straight laced. Yes. He doesn't do. Uh, he'll do like morally and ethically ambiguous things and not have a problem with it, but he uh, eats cleanly, high-end stuff. Uh, he doesn't yeah. smoke or drink, whereas Hayasaki's smoking. He's drinking like absurdly because he's in, he's in depression and not functioning. Yes. And he's like obliterating himself um, through alcohol and other things to just try to like get to the next day maybe like i don't even think he's thinking that far ahead anymore because it's, everything's just gone so wrong um and he's in such a block that he can't function so he's just drowning himself and that that's what's happening that um that loss of identity and that loss of drive and the things that sent uh um Yuka, her, her brother, to suicide is what's manifesting in, in um, Hayasaki. Exactly. It's, he's hitting the end of his rope. Um, and the doppelganger isn't really helping until he does. Right. So, until he literally says, I'll take care. <laughs> until he literally says, I'll take care of it. Yeah, he's like, you just relax. He's like, I, 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 you're capable of doing the stuff. I need... I need you to want to be better, like to, to, to get, to, you know, to lift yourself up and get to work. But I, I realize that there's a bunch of stuff in your way and you're not equipped right now to like get rid of them. Right. You're I not mean, the in a position. <laughs> he's not saying all, like he, he's saying some of it. But a lot of it's just what his action... He speaks through his actions, mainly. Yes. Like, when he, like when they have their first actual conversation with each other, he just flat out states that he's here to help. Yeah. He's like, I... I we both want the same thing. Not the same... Uh, uh, not the same thing for ourselves, but the same result. Yes. Like, like other stuff happens because of that result. But um, we, we, you care about um, the means and the end. I just care about the end. Right. So the doppelganger is willing to pretty much do anything to ensure uh, that the thing that they want comes to fruition. Exactly. What, what he wants out of it isn't the same thing that Hayasaki wants, and that's that's a large uh, sticking point, which is weird because it didn't have to be. Mm-hmm. But... Y yes. <laughs> like, it, it w If Hayasaki had gotten on board sooner, then I think things would have... They ended up kind of where they did... But with more people being alive, <laughs> I think is what probably would have happened. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the 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 long and short of it is the the doppelganger uh, is fully willing to like just murder people to yes to to get things moving. 
Yes. Because Hayasaki keeps dragging his feet. And um, I'm sure there's better ways to get where they got, but um, this is the quicker way? Yeah, it's he's uh, um, uh, uh, morally pragmatic in in his his uh, desire to get the the this ball rolling because the first thing he does is trash uh, the lap space and get uh, Hayazaki fired. Yeah, which which severs the obligations that Hayazaki had to um, fit his the things he wants into a, a a small container that was palatable to the investors to get this thing because to, to Hayazaki that was like the the ultimate degradation was like kowtowing to these corporate uh rich suits suits like having to debase himself to to beg for money he didn't want to do that like that was that was morally like repugnant to him uh so with him fired uh that frees up if this is his passion project and i think that he really wanted to do uh to to better you know to to, to create something that could better the world um without all the strings attached it is what mm-hmm. he wanted um this frees him up to do that right provided he can like get his ass in gear and work on because he's still just not, like he's doing better. Um, the doppelganger drags the the, the clunky thing um, back to Hayasaki's um, house, and they're yes. supposed to work on it together and get this thing done. Because two heads are better than one; they both know the same information. So mm-hmm. he, he, um, the doppelganger can do the stuff too. He's just not encumbered by. The conscience and all the other things that like are weighing uh, Hayasaki down still. Because yes. there's, there's other stuff that's just been bugging him too, and it's not. Um, it, he doesn't really go into like what everything else is because people are complex and little things can just tie someone up. You know, mm-hmm. what seems small to one person is is like a, a stumbling block to somebody else. Exactly. Um. And and also, Hayazaki himself is, like, very adamant that the doppelganger not actually engage with the project. Like, he yells at him every single time he touches the machine. So the doppelganger's like, okay, fine, I'll just take care of all the ancillary stuff that you need in order to get this thing done. Yeah. And you can just do the 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 work on the machine. I'll yeah, handle. It's like I'll, I'll the create money. the environment, right? And all the necessities, and just make it smooth. Just I'll just. That's my job is to make everything smooth sailing, and you can do your thing, and we'll both reap, reap the the rewards from. It. Um, and this is where the movie reintroduces Yuka. Yes. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, uh, so they uh, um she, she's done with her her brother, <laughs> her doppelbrother, uh and uh has coffee with Hayazaki, right? And like regularly uh, like they're they they've been using each other as a sounding board for um because they're the only ones they know that are dealing with a doppelganger. She's dealing with the one. Right. I mean, it's directly, but it's not her doppelganger. Whereas um, 
as like he's he's made mention that he's like I don't think he's directly saying I have a doppelganger. It's more like there's something that's bothering me that's like I don't know if I'm just seeing things. You know, he's kind of just skirting around the issue uh, because he just doesn't want to acknowledge it, you know, to anyone, right. um, much less himself. Uh, and through that, they start to <clears throat> they develop like a just a, um, a companionable, companionable relationship, and they meet several times for coffee and that kind of thing. But uh, that's the point where um, Hayasaki, he's not. So he's more moral. He's like he's straight laced, but he's also not a good person, right? And that's ne- that was never like up for debate. <laughs> like he's not he's not pretending to be a good person. Um, he's he's very set in his ways. He wants the things he wants done. He wants stuff done a certain way. You know, you can see that through his interactions with him and his assistants, and then him and his doppelganger. And his doppelganger mm-hmm. is like doesn't take bullshit. He calls him out on it all the time. He's like, you're, yes. just a, you're kind of a piece of shit, but you know yep. we got stuff to do, and you're good at it. So just remember that, like, just do the stuff you're good at, which is this, and then I'll do the stuff that I'm good at, which is getting rid of the stuff that's bothering you. Right. It's like a perfect arrangement. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except exactly. for all the things that you're doing, doppelganger, that are like morally uh, repugnant to um, Hayasaki. Uh, so. He's, Hayasaki says to um, Yuka, I keep saying, I hope it's Yuka. It's, 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 it is. It is. Okay. It is. It is. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> she, her question is, uh, is my brother dead? Like, yeah, I, yes. my, the original brother committed suicide. Like, I understand that, and the doppelganger's there, but he's doesn't need me. He's being successful here. He's doing his thing. He doesn't need me. That puts me in a weird position because I don't know what to do. He's moving out. He's left the house. Um, he's he's doing okay, but now he doesn't need yeah. me. And that was my that was what I did. Like that's who I am. Was the caretaker of my brother. So where does that leave me? And and the doppelganger is it is it him? Like you know, there's a lot of questions, <laughs> the yes. philosophical nature that are uh, yeah, they're suited, I guess, for chatting in a the cafe <laughs> over some coffee. Oh yeah, uh, to a scientist, a busy, and, a busy cafe. Yes. So uh, Hayasaki, he just he's talking to her, and he's starting. I think he's starting to kind of get himself back together, but this is the part where you see that he's not a great person is mm. he's just like, uh, yeah, your brother's dead. And that's, yeah. that's, that should be a relief to you because you can move on. Um, he's just being very matter of fact, but he's kind of like mm-hmm. talk. He's very condescending about it. Exactly. You know, he's just like, don't, don't worry about it. Like, he's dead. Um, uh, and now, just, and now you don't have to worry on. about it. Yeah. Cause you're, the you're, doppelganger's gone too. The strings are cut, um, and he's out of your life, um, but you know that he's doing well because he's doing this thing, whatever, just don't worry about it. You get yep. to be you now. You don't have to be your brother's character. You, you can redefine yourself, but he doesn't say any of that. He just <laughs> says, yeah, he's dead. Um, 
good. You should look at that as a good thing. Um, but it doesn't, like, explain that. And that's not something you should say. Like, I don't know. That's a weird... I don't know what you would really say in that instance because it's a very specific not-gonna-happen scenario. Um, but that's not, like, a way to console somebody, regardless. Like, right. You know, hey, your your brother's dead. It's You should be happy. Um, maybe, like, oh, it's, you know... He may, he's passed on. Remember the good something. So like celebrate his life. Uh, treat the doppelganger as um, maybe not him. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what you would do. I, I, that's a like I said, it's a weird situation. Uh, but you don't do what he did, right? So she's like upset and leaves. Leaves, and three seconds later, uh, Hayasaki doppelganger. Um, pops around the corner and he's like oh hey um i'm sorry about what i said in the thing i don't I'll take, take care don't take that to heart but i will i will take care of the situation and, and we'll sort it out yep <laughs> Fine, take care but he just goes and murders the doppelganger brother so so i i so it's it's so quick and so matter of fact and the thing that i both appreciate and somehow makes the the murder more disturbing because he murders him with a hammer but it's not bloody no like, no it's just the sound or you're, yeah, you're watching not, it like it's all happening in front of you but he's kind of like i think the brother's hidden by a piece something's in front of the camera yes i think yes. he slumps down and you can't you you know he's you can see him hitting something but, like, there's right. a bookshelf or, you know, something's, like, kind of blocking the bottom of the screen. If I remember correctly. And you just hear, right. like, the thunk, thunk, thunk. And it's just, like, there's not, there, he didn't need it. There's not, it's actually worse. There's no gore. There's nothing splattering everywhere. He's just, Blood he might, he might, he, yeah. yeah. And it might as well have been, like, a mannequin. I mean, you, you get no relationship to, to uh, the brother. Right. Which, which is, like, worse. Like, it calls into question, because the whole movie is, like, bringing up morality and what's right and what's right for you and what is happiness, what is the self. Like, there's a lot going on in this movie. Um, right. And you're kind of, like, as the viewer, you're left going, like, am I... Do I want him to do the thing he's doing? Or is this bad? It's a weird, like... Like, well, I see what he's doing, and it's probably beneficial to Yuka, but he's also murdering someone because the doppelganger's a person. You know, it, it's very uncanny valley. I don't know where to put that. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, know how to... The morality's I, it, 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 The weird. scale's weird, and even re-watching and thinking on it, I'm still going, like, I don't know how I feel about that. Exactly. Like, it's wrong that he's just bludgeoning this other man. But we we also don't know... And this is a, a, a point in favor of, of this film and the other... Just how Kurosawa handles things. Um, he doesn't really explain... When something's weird, it just is weird. Yeah, and that's that's good. The doppelgangers don't have... They didn't... They just might as well have come from nothing. Exactly. Like, 
the Aiden Ego. Like, it just existed. Like, does everyone have one? Don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, are they supernatural? Doesn't matter. Are they people? Probably matters, but we don't get to get into it. <laughs> right. So that, uh, that I- ambiguity, like... It leaves you... You don't know what... To, it's kind of just stunning because you also don't really... I thought maybe he was going to go talk to him. or I don't know. I don't know what I thought was going to happen. It wasn't that he was just going to go in and murder him. That's not... Right. Like, that wasn't exactly. on the table of, like, things I thought was going to happen, even given what his actions were. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a point in favor because, um, again, a lot of the time, you it'll get to the point where you don't know if it's the doppelganger or if it's Hayasaki doing something because right. they're, they're, they hit a state where they're like, one, he's not doing any weird whistling. They both wear the same clothes and, um, Hayasaki's like bouncing between extremes of like depression. And he's kind of like manic depressive. He's like working, working, working or not working. Right. So his attitudes are in such a flux and he's, he's so giddy and then he's morose, and then he's just blitz. It's he he's hitting like all the states of emotion you could do, whereas the doppelganger generally is pretty even keeled, but right. can also be a little funky. It's 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 ambiguous on purpose because the whole point is like, what is the self, and like who are we, and are we these you know, are we these dark sides? Are we what are we? What what who am I? Like that's right what this is um so because of that uh unless it's like an overt insane action it's usually it's a good bet that it's Hayasaki doing it uh Mm -hmm. so until it teeters into like that's a probably a crime then it's (laughs) Hayasaki (laughs) right but we we cut we hard cut from this bludgeoning to the doppelganger digging a grave for the body in the middle of a field so this part is interesting because i thought he was burying um uh and he may well have been also burying the doppelganger but the thing he's doing here is is not like oh he he wasn't burying the doppelganger he may have been but he he he's out there in this construction yard to get I think it's like a Yakuza construction boss guy oh. or a businessman. He he took that guy's car. Oh, is that okay, so I was actually kind of confused about yeah. this because cause, you know, I I assumed that he was burying the body. He walks back to this car, and then there, this guy, this businessman, just shows up. I'm like, is this all just coincidence? No. Did I? Okay, so I just missed the part where he was like, "Yeah, I stole your car, and also I'm severely damaging your car." Yeah, it's um. So he's digging the grave, and I think that he's digging the grave to put the that guy into, not no. uh, not not the doppelganger. Or he's using that as a, like a double grave. It doesn't matter, right. um, but no. he's he's clearly there to get the money that that yakuza guy had. Yes. So he's busting that car up to get him to come out, and then when he comes out, he's, he kills him. 
it's in the back of the head. But we, but we get like a really great like comedy beat where yeah. he's going to hit him in the back of the head, and he turns around and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was just about to murder you. It's oh, please, please forgive me." Please forgive me for attempting to murder you. And then the guy just turns around again and he hits him in the back of the head with the shovel. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Okay, that, movie. I think I know where, where you're going. It starts to get like funky. Yeah. Because I can't say it's, Yeah. It's not funny. It's just like this weird whimsy that you're going, I don't, what? This is, this the movie wasn't doing this a second ago and then now it's like. And I don't think that this is the specific turning point, but this is where it's overt. Yes. Because the, yeah. the, intera- the interactions between the doppelganger and Hayasaki have always been a little kind of funny. Like, there's yes. that weird, like, charge in it. And first it was creepy, and then it was like, he's, he's manic about stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, he's gonna do what he's gonna do, but he's like, gleefully flouting conventions. Exactly. Um, and that's where it gets confusing because Hayasaki's gone from morose to like happy again because he's he's sort of being satisfied by the ability to work again. Yes. Like he's happy with that. Um, but that's, that's put him in a weird headspace, I think. They're, yeah, they're they're starting to align somewhat. Yeah, yeah, because the other question um, is where do you or where does Hayasaki stop and the doppelganger begin? And that's a murky place because ultimately, I don't think that they're Hayasaki posits that um, they may look the same and have the same like knowledge but uh they're on different scales of like how they emotionally act like right. he's t- he's using that to like convince himself that he's different than the doppelganger and to help yuka come to terms with her brother uh who's the original has died and there's just a doppelganger because he doesn't know that the her brother's doppelganger is killed um, Big yes. So that's the other question: is him splitting them apart, like mentally? Like he he's he's convinced himself that the doppelganger isn't him. Like mm-hmm. You you right. have to like psychologically. Like I think that that that's a coping mechanism. But at the end of the day, uh, we are not so different. You and I. It's um. <laughs> It's very persona. It's very it, it, persona. Yeah, they are. They're the same. Yes. Or they're or they're 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 spectrums of. If anything, my I because because this movie doesn't explain, you're left to interpret it however you like. Um, I feel that there is a split, like the just the idea of like. Even if it's the ego and super ego or it and ego like fracturing because of stress and then having it made a whole nother body, I think that that's what you could go with. Yes. And say that, yes, he did have a psychotic break, but it, it, it manifested physically. Right, exactly. Like as a, a tangible person. 
like stress induced um uh my mitosis yeah 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 be because and you know that that tracks because of uh yuka's brother because it's it, it's based on their desire that this overwhelming desire to do this thing like, yes and the and the, oppo- the opposing overwhelming desire to not do the thing exactly like your your procrastination made itself as you like you, yes. you became the physical manifestation of your procrastination while the the you that needs to do the stuff is now there to do the stuff. Exactly. I think you could read that into this and not be too far off the mark. It's, it's supported by like how the, the, the characters and their doppelgangers operate. Yes. Because the the because once again the doppelganger isn't hostile. See, that's kind of a, a, a an interesting little trick that the movie plays with Yuka's brother. Because you get the call that he's committed suicide, and you're like, oh well, clearly it's because like the doppelganger. But the farther you get into it, it's like, oh, I it maybe he maybe this depre- like this depression set in because the doppelganger was like, listen. This is the thing that needs to get done. This is the thing that you want to do. I could help you do that, or I'll just do it myself. And then Yuka's brother, brother's like, well, then this world doesn't really need me anymore because there's a better version of me. Yeah, right there's here. The, the better of me that can do the thing. Whereas that wasn't the intent of the doppelganger. The doppelganger just wants to get the stuff done. Right. They exactly. want you to, you to do it. I mean, like, you, you, right. you're, you're the same person. You know, according to the doppelganger, it's like he he never um, he never brings up that he is an individual other than um, uh, uh, Kawashima. Yeah, yes. he, he he's like I'm you. He he doesn't doubt that. He doesn't he doesn't bring that into question because he, it, to him that's not uh, it's a non-starter. It's like yeah, of course I'm you. I'm just. I'm a you that can help you do the thing you need to do. What's the problem? Like, where? Why exactly. are you? Why? Why are you like? You're stopping us from doing the thing, or you're stopping you from doing it. Um, right. I'll let me help you. Help me. Help us. We do the thing, uh, and then in both cases, like the original is just like hedging and hedging and not doing it. So they're just like, well, I'll just do it myself. Um, and in the Yuka's brother's case, he just kept doing it, and that that made Yuka's brother feel useless. Exactly. Uh, whereas um, uh, Kawashima is not... He's in a... Because I guess he's an adult, he's in a better position yes. to go, like... Well, I mean, yeah, he's right. He's writing hard times, so there's a lot of crap he has to like deal with first, like get work through um, to try to get himself out of the funk, uh, and that's provided by the stressors kind of being physically removed, um, courtesy of the doppelganger, right? But once those things are gone, uh, he's free to do as he needs to do they 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 reset restarted reinvented himself they they got um 
tried to make like a work-life balance like he originally they were working on a wheel wheelchair um in his house and then they moved that to like a separate space because that he needs to have that separation yes oh like, and he, hires a, an assistant yeah because he had no it was just the two of them except that he, uh, he wasn't allowing the doppelganger to, to do the work with him right because yes. I don't. I don't need me. I can do it myself. Yes. Oh. Um, so yeah. Oh, they, I'm yeah. sorry. And uh, Hayazaki, because uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, is is the uh, new assistant yeah, yeah, for the project. Kirishima yeah. is the guy that gets hired by the doppelganger. Um, yes. He's a. He's just like a ne'er do well, like a. He's not a gangster. He's just a no guy that a free a freeloader. He just does, he does whatever. But he used to work in a shop. Yes, and um, he has the keys to it or whatever. I think it's abandoned. Um, but he uh, he can run the machinery in it, and he can do welding, and you know some. He has traits. He's a tradesman. He neutral skills. Mm. He's a skilled laborer. Um. But he's also kind of dumb, not yes. in a, not in a like intellectually intellectual way. In a um, I don't know, it's a weird. He has common sense, but he's not. Um, he's not built to like question things. He's just a worker, exactly. But that, but that's still giving him a little less credit. He he's not yeah. He, he doesn't have like a driver ambition of his own. Yes, initially, right. He doesn't see maybe value in himself. So his character again, I think, is um, not a proxy for the viewer, but someone relatable uh, that we see as kind of like a, initially as a patsy sort of. Mm-hmm. He's just a disposable hand. But right. um, there's value in him as a... So again, the the movie isn't... Um, it's not lighthearted. It's heavy in like everything it does. Um, but it is um, forward-looking. And uh, it, it is... Um, oh, the word escapes me. Or the thing where... You have hopes for the future. Does it work? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Optimistic? Uh, yeah, it's optimistic. So, I, we, um, outside of the podcast, we I've, I've been watching like all of the Terminator films. I've just been decided to Terminator it up. <laughs> and and your fate is what you make, and your the the, pre, the you know the, those deal with predestination and time yes. paradoxes and a bunch of crap that i'm not gonna get into um <laughs> but those those get wrapped up in a sense of kind of nihilism where mm-hmm. uh, no matter what you do the future is, is, is it's going to keep like recreating itself uh mm-hmm. and you can change yourself for the better maybe but you can't um you can't make other people's choices for them is i think right what it boils down to is that you you you're, do what you're going to do, uh, but you can't do you can't decide that for other people. 
because they have free will. They're going to do whatever. So this this is um, couched in something that's ostensibly more horror and more dread and um, uh, the the issues of uh, fate aren't in it. It's not about like what you do it's not about like determinism it's more like self-actualization it's like exactly. what 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 are you as a person who are as a human what is existence like what does it mean what does the self mean it's it's very like inward looking um but at the same time it's it's saying that um no matter who you are or what you do like you're not you're the your worth isn't determined by uh your contributions to society it's not mm-hmm. determined by if you're a good or bad person uh it's like not it's not just your actions it's your the it's your totality because mm-hmm. you know not everyone is it's not black or white it's not right. good or evil it's like shades of gray but trending toward like a, a lightness of being right and so uh um the Tawashima is that kind of like every man he's the sort of blue collar downtrodden worker that's like lost his place in society um but he that doesn't make him like a worthless person right um it, it, it it's set to do that like it's showing us how he's viewed uh, mm-hmm. by the doppelganger and um uh uh, uh yes as like a a, a a disposable um asset and well then, the double the doppelganger just straight up says, "I yeah, I I picked this guy because he was he was too dumb because I think he's too dumb to realize that like I'm your double and that we're he just thinks that we're brothers." Yeah, which is the inference that like anybody's gonna make. Um, <laughs> but right. he's he's calling into question that like his intelligence. But he's like a, he's a he's basically a, a reliable hand, a set of hands. He'll do the things exactly. we need without questioning, and we just throw some money at him mm-hmm. if those things are dubious because they're going to be dubious because what we're doing is like under the table. <laughs> right. All the money that I've gotten for you is like illicitly. I've I've I won't don't sweat the details, but I I've got you a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's even implied that he doesn't ask his doppelganger where the money comes from. He no, he doesn't. He refuses to. And he knows it's, like, not good. Right. So that's where we start to see that, um, or that's just not, not start to see, but that's another point um, uh, in Hayasaki. Like, he was, he was upset about debasing himself in front of investors. Like, mm-hmm. he, didn't, he didn't want to sell himself to get something done because he knew that like ultimately uh the thing that he's doing is like going to be bastardized like mm-hmm. the, the end product is not what he wanted to make uh right and that that was his objection i think more so than um uh feeling like he's making a fool or selling himself right like i don't i, I want to say that that he ultimately like that's what he um justified it as 
Mm-hmm. And and he saw that his boss was like unsavory because he's willing to sell himself and compromise his principles um, in order to make money. Yeah. And Murakami. Uh, yeah. Which is a name that we should introduce because he becomes incredibly prominent during the third act of this movie. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Hayasaki, uh, he, he doesn't want to compromise his principles, um, ultimately. Like, he, he, he wants to better, to, to make something, like, to leave, like, a, a a legacy, like something that bettered mm-hmm. mankind, um, that he didn't have to compromise himself terribly to do. Uh, that again, I think, is an excuse. Yes, it's it's not. Um, he wants to do the thing. Like that, that's not in question. Like he wants to leave this betterment. Uh, and so does the doppelganger. But the the key difference is the doppelganger wants what you get when you. Uh, become uh, like a linchpin for uh, a discovery. Like you get yes. money, you get women, you get fame, you get notoriety. All the, all the he wants all the base of that. stuff. Yes, uh, and he's like, you don't. Hayasaki said, you know, because he's saying that we want the same thing. It's like, yeah, we do want um, to create the thing, but what we want out of it is different. Like, you just want um, to have had done the thing and be recognized right. for making some advancement. Um, I want the stuff that comes along with that. And this works out because you'll get the, we'll, we'll get the advancement. It's done and it's in your name. But leave this stuff for me. You don't want it. I'll take it. And uh, ideally, it should have just worked that way because that's the least like questionable uh it's very upfront like you can't argue with that like okay Mm -hmm. this makes sense um but (laughs) the doppelganger is like he's killing a lot of people and doing stuff in the name of like that progress that um hayasaki can't really get behind except for he's been like taking the money so yes. he's he's struggling with the fact that he's implicit in like everything that that's been done, and he takes the doppelganger to task on that, and he's like, "Well, look, I've accepted the stuff," and he's kind of ignoring it, but he's like, "Well, all the stuff you do is going to get me in prison." I like the, I love the doppelganger's response, which is, yeah. no, I'll just be the one that gets caught and sent to prison, and then everything will be cool. You're, you'll still be fine. Like, yeah. you actually He's don't like, I'll have take anything the fall. to worry about. Right. Like, you literally never have care. to worry about anything in your life. I will, I will take the brunt of any of the, like, it's like, I will take upon the karma of whatever it is we do. The good and the bad. Just give give me the blame. Give me the prizes. The fame. Just give yeah. me the, give me the stuff. You can just be carefree and and sit happy in the knowledge of doing whatever it is we're doing. Uh, yeah, I will handle the rest. Don't worry about it. And 
Um, that that's not that's not what happens because uh, the doppelganger. Mm, he he he's upfront about what he's doing, mm-hmm. and he is interested in only the material uh, benefits of like anything at all, and he lets Hayashi uh, Hayashi know that, um, but it extends to everything, so. Uh, Hayasaki had had like a crush on his junior assistant, and the doppelganger makes do on that. Um, right. He he likes uh, Yuka, and the doppelganger uses that, and um, and never like. Now he he may pretend to be because he is uh, uh, Hayasaki. He, he that that's the that's right. the problem. Is he is they are the same person, but it's not in a way like um, it's not like a Tyler Durden thing where it's no it's 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 the same body with different personalities. This is two two bodies that are the same person. Yes. So that's where it gets objectionable is because um, there's there's jealousy involved. Because the doppelganger is willing to uh, act on the smallest desires um, that Hayasaki has, um, particularly romantic ones, uh, yes. where uh, propriety would dictate otherwise that like, he can't um, justifiably get involved with his, his researcher because it's, it's wrong. You're, you're not supposed to do that. Um, right. So he's upset about that. But he's also upset that it worked. You know, th- it's, it's a very complicated, like, it's... He's mad on different levels. Mm-hmm. Like he's mad that he that it worked, and he's also mad that he did that, and that he took it from him. But then he's also mad that he did something that you shouldn't be doing. You know, it's it's very complicated, uh, just on yes. that that level. Um, but when he uh, when the doppelganger steps uh, steps in his um, romantic interest in Yuka. It's like that's yeah. the line kind of gets drawn there. Hayasaki mm-hmm. takes a stand for himself against himself at that point. Uh, right. And they get into a big brawl about it. Uh, and this is probably the best part where it becomes confusing to the viewer who's who. Like who's yeah, Hayasaki Prime. Uh, and it obviously becomes confusing to everyone involved. Uh, and um, both Yuka and... Um, Kawashima, like, beat the crap out of Hayasaki thinking it's the doppelganger, and then tie him up and chuck chuck the body um, under the floorboards in the factory. Yes. Now, we don't know that that's what happened until quite a bit later, because they're on a big road trip to go sell the the completed um, prototype to an R&D company. This is the, the, so this, the, the road trip, which is literally like the last 40 minutes of the movie and the third act is where the movie just gets nuts. Um, because I wasn't expecting a road trip when they were like, yeah, Hey, I, I've contacted like this, uh, meta, met, it's like Meditech or something like that, like research company, um, uh, and we're going to send the robot there. I expected there to just be like a cut and them 
the the place. But no, there's a road trip there, and it's it's nuts because that's where all the stuff happens. Like all the reckonings of this movie occur, and I was not expecting that whatsoever. Yeah, it's a it's almost a movie by itself because it's it yes. became a road trip self discovery, and uh, movie, but also uh, a, re- a comedy of repeat errors. Yes. So what what it does is it, it it starts looping back on itself, and it's like a recursive road trip. Uh, <laughs> the, the everything looks the same, and the same events kind of keep happening. So yes. the the big example is um, uh, Hayasaki's former uh, boss slash partner uh, shows up. He showed up a little like I think right prior to the road trip. Because he wants mm-hmm. in on the um, the project, like he wants to work yes. with him. Like I, I think as a uh, it's a genuine feeling. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. He 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 does because he's worked with him in the past. Like that's where their relationship started, and then eventually he became like project director or whatever instead of on the ground level, um, right. And he wants that old relationship back. But um, Hayasaki's moved past that. I mean, he wants to do stuff himself because then uh, he, he's in control of it, of whatever the project is. Exactly. He, he, he doesn't want to be relying on other people aside from like needing a pair of hands. Uh, but his old partner is like, hey, I'm here. I brought like crap ton of money like i know you needed funds but but this way we're independent of um we don't have investors like this is i just got this money don't worry about where it came from <laughs> the kind of deal yes but it's yes it's, he doesn't need money anymore um right because he you know he's cut ties with everything and that's uh that's not where his his partner like wanted to he's you know he's he's being denied like that that rekindling of old friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they, on their road trip, he just keeps like, and he just keeps appearing in front of them in his car. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Or trailing behind him. Or I think he unlatches the car so the thing will fall out. It, it, it's, it's just a bunch of like ridiculous looping. It feels very Scooby-Doo. It does. You know, um, it's, it's just very silly. My personal favorite part is the the machine partway falls out of the truck while they're on like this bumpy road, and he just pulls up behind them, and they push the they push the chair back in, and then they run off the road, grab a fallen tree, and just throw it in the middle of the road so he'll stop following them. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of like cute, just the it's, way. It's, yes. <laughs> Because the guy is just, he's so earnest. He just wants to, like, partner up. It's not about the money. Right. It's not about anything else. He just wants that. He wants to, um, he's lost his, because per- he lost his job. Yeah, because he's, he was embezzling money. <laughs> yes, yes. He was embezzling money from the company. So <laughs> nobody's good person in this, but they're, they're, no. they're people. They're, they're, you can understand why everyone does what they're doing. You don't have to agree with it, but you get it. Right. Um, 
with and maybe he's... the exception of Yuka. She seems like the only one that's actually on the up and up. Yeah, um, but but even then, she's doing stuff and it's understandable. Like, you, you know... She's looking for a sense of... She specifically says, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I thought I would just throw in with you. Like, I, I, I like you. I mean, she doesn't say that, but that's what's what it is happening you know um and she just wants to build not something but like a future like she just wants a place to belong uh where she can be herself and figure out what that what that is like she, she wants to know who she is um and she can see that uh if she's with um uh uh like that might has a better chance of being realized mm-hmm. because they, they've been through similar things um, and both dealt with the doppelgangers and that, that just that who else can relate to that? Nobody. Right. Anybody else is dead. Uh, <laughs> so the little road trip continues on. We get um, uh, Kawashima uh, eventually, you know, he he becomes upgraded from just lackey to like partner because um, yes. Kaisaki cuts out his doppelganger. He like he's trying to just get him out of the business, mm-hmm. out of just doesn't want any more involvement with him. He can right. do that with um, uh, Yuka and uh, Kawashima uh, until Kawashima decides to upgrade himself from partner to manager. <laughs> That's that's not the problem. <laughs> the, the problem is the entire road trip was with the doppelganger and not Kawashima. Yes, and we don't yes. know that until like uh, until Ka- he starts Kawashima. whistling. Well, he doesn't. Not even then, because he oh, just, yeah. he throws um, uh, Kawashima off of a cliff, or like off of a, a, a dam. Dam, yeah. Cul- culvert. I think it's off of a culvert. Doesn't matter. He throws him off the edge of a thing, which should have killed him. Uh, and then he goes back to the car and then he's doing his whistling. So we know, oh, this entire time the road trip was was not even um, uh, Hayasaki. It was, it was uh, the doppelganger. Although I will say, I think that that is possibly ambiguous and the thing that I'll point to is that during their fight, uh, the doppelganger says, listen, this won't resolve until we eventually fuse back together, like merge back together because we're the same person. And so my interpretation was that literally the act of killing the doppelganger was the thing that caused them, was the causation of, of that. And that, uh, Hayazaki, uh, had then just taken on the traits of both of them. So, I I, I mean, I, I think it's possibly ambiguous whether or not it is the doppelganger, and I think it's, you know, it's absolutely deliberate, but my read while watching the end of it was that this this reconciliation between the two had taken place uh, through the murder, one murdering the other. Uh, maybe, but we get, 
I still think that up until the point where um, Kawashima runs over the doppelganger, <laughs> it, 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 it's the doppelganger on the road trip the whole time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I can. And I then, mean, and then, good, I then that too. Hayasaki caught up. Because no. he, he has a broken nose and messed up stuff where oh, that's beating the crap right. out of Oh, oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot that he should. All right. Yes, and he's bloody and his clothes were bloody. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because there was no guarantee that, yeah, he. they, they didn't state for a fact that he was dead. They just beat him really badly and then threw him. They wrapped him up in vinyl and tossed him in a... Oh, that's right. Oh, man. All right. Damn it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to pay to watch this movie again. Well, I do, but I I just... uh, It's complicated. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, up until... Because he he throws Kawashima off the thing, but then Kawashima yes. shows back up and... Um, steals, steals the van. Steals the van. Uh, runs over the doppelganger because the, the doppelganger stepped in front of the van to try to get control of it, but to convince um, Kawashima that, like, no hard feelings, I didn't... You know, I, I don't know. I'm sorry, there, there's not like he, he's not sorry. He doesn't care. Um, uh, yes, but he always uses that. He yeah, always uses that. Ploy. That's his. Yeah, that that humor to like do something. But it's a real weird like when he gets run over, he's not upset. He kind of just nope. he he like lets the truck run him over. <laughs> he like slides under it on purpose. It's real weird. I thought I thought maybe he was. Because it's a pretty big truck. I, I think that the clearance from the ground to the front is high enough for a person to be under. Yes. Like, that's where it gets weird. I thought maybe he would just, like, slip under. But then you hear a distinctive, like, dunk, dunk, and, like, it ran over a body. Yeah. Um, like, he t- turns the wheel specifically so he, he runs him over as yeah. the truck passes by because the... Uh, because the clearance is actually high enough for the bot for a body. Um, yeah, it's a weird because it's it's not a uh, it's not like a defeated like oh no or, you know there's no horror and oh I'm about to be run over it's more like uh, Obi Waning like he's just like letting himself be killed. Yes, it, it's it's very much like uh well. You know, I tried all the tricks that I have. You're not falling for it, so I guess this is what's happening. Yeah. And it's not like he can push it, you know, he can't stop the truck. It's a big commercial van. Right. And it's yeah. not like he, like, he's not, like, gunning it. He just slowly no, he just rolls runs over. over it. Yeah. It's weird. It's a, you know, that's where the comedy comes in because it's not again it's not bloody it's not gory it's like nope. a it's a slipping into the water kind of <laughs> yes it's, it's exactly. just weird because I don't understand the purpose of it other than um he thinks they're on the way to go achieve the thing but but both um Yuka and Hayasaki aren't there I, I don't know why he just like quit it doesn't. You don't get a good motivation for like what his end is, right? I don't know. 
So I, I, if I was dissatisfied about one thing, it's that. But ultimately, it doesn't matter if you go with Hayasaki is is the doppelganger is Hayasaki. It doesn't matter. One of them is alive. That that's that's him. Yes, they yeah, are right, one exactly. and the same. So it right. doesn't matter. Um, and you know, we get a funky shootout scene that's also um this was the most like i don't often feel the need to like drop dark souls into something but <laughs> there's a clear uh precursor to dark souls with the disco ball going down a very narrow <laughs> stairwell that i'm like this is this is definitely the opening area you can't like it has to be inspired by this like that's too it's too one-to-one <laughs> ball going down small stairwell yeah, oh. uh, and it should be noted that Kimichawa got the gun from um, uh, uh, the Murakami. Yeah, yes. After he scammed him out of twenty million yen, and and then once again bludgeoned another person with a pipe, and then got back into the truck and drove off. Yeah. So. It it all washes out that um, uh, Hayasaki and Yuka they get they get everything back. He he doesn't kill um, Kawashima. Nope. Just leaves him in the an abandoned building out out in the somewhere. Murakami gets hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah, that part kind of sucked. Uh, that may yeah. be the one death where I felt bad about it because he he has a heart to heart talk. Um, he, he gets into the car with uh, um, Kawashima and Yuka, and he's like, "Yeah, we like this is that that guy is after us, and this is all crazy, and um, uh, I got the money, and we'll, we'll uh, you know we can just go back to being partners." And then um, this is where like the mo the like the maybe it's the thesis of the film is. Uh, Kawashima kind of turns and looks at him, or maybe he's from the side of the mirror or whatever. But he's like, "This isn't you. Like you, you're you're just putting up like a front. Like right. just be yourself, you know. And that that's that's what you need. Yeah. Not not take all a good this. look at take you know, a good yeah. look at yourself. And don't like this isn't you. Stop acting like this and and just return to." Not even return, really? but like just be yourself. Just go be yourself. Be be you. Um, and um, he takes that to heart and kind of just he's like you know pull over, pull over and leave me here. I'm I'm gonna go home. Yep. And he he gets out and kind of like takes the takes stock of himself and realizes that he can do that. He can go be himself uh, and then he gets killed like immediately yeah it's it's like <laughs> it's like super bleak but like weird roadrunner comedy because he you know he, yes. he's stumbling down a hill steps out into the road and he's like oh, oh, oh that, I, I almost I almost tripped and did a bad there and then turns and it's like you know the front of a truck yeah <laughs> and then he's then it's not even like he doesn't scream. It's not horror. It's more like, oh, 
shit. You know, it's like yes. he has a one second yes. to like go, that this sucks, and then gets pancaked. Yes. And once again, completely bloodless. It's like the only the only real gore in the movie is the aftermath of Hayazaki uh being beaten in the workshop. Um, like that's the only blood in the film, and then like there's no more other than like the dry blood when he reappears with his broken nose. But like it's a bloodless film that has like three murders and one attempted murder. Yeah. Um so they end up going to the whatever the company is and they're just chilling on the at the front gate because they can't just drive in. Yep. And the the head scientist guy, whoever, the CEO, I don't know, it doesn't matter. The main guy that runs the company and a bunch of his cronies are out there and they're just like, okay, yeah, just give us the keys and we'll get the device and we'll give you your money and uh, it's a done deal. Um, and then uh, Hayasaki kind of comes down and he's like, what, he's like, what are you going to do with it? Like, what do you expect out of this? You're like, oh yeah, we're you know, we're we'll we'll put the device up and we'll get a Nobel Prize and yeah, money and money. fame and all the stuff that like Hayek doesn't care about, right? And he's just like, no, you know what? I I changed my mind. You're just doing mm-hmm. the same thing that everyone else wanted of it, and you're not gonna you, you know, you're not bettering mankind. You're not. You're not acting selflessly. Right. Like, like you don't care about this thing. You care about what it's going to give you. Right. And that's what I don't want. So I'm, I, I take it back. And then he just like pops the dude one in the face and then they just get back in the van get and the drive around. off. <laughs> and then they, they get to like, uh, they're on a cliff overlooking like the ocean. And this yes. is the part that confused me. So they they take out parts of the um the whatever's important out of the like the motherboard or something, mm-hmm. and they're like disassembling it and they're just gonna chuck it in the ocean. And then it it I, I I watched this part a couple times because I was trying to figure out if he built a remote and I don't think he did. I think no. it just it just self actuated and drove off the cliff. By itself, yes, waving, waving its little arms, yeah, shaking its little arms, and then just, just went off the cliff. Um, yep, because it had found its purpose in <laughs> self annihilation. Guess, uh, yes, uh, and and the movie tricked me for just a second because because. Uh, uh, Yuka uh, walks walks over to the cliff, and I was like, "Is this how this movie's going to end? Are they all just going to like walk off the cliff after this chair?" I, I, I would have been satisfied with that, but I think <laughs> um, what they end up doing uh, was just works so much better. Um, yeah, just they just walk off into the sunset. Yeah, hand in hand, hand, hand with in hand. the twenty million yen in the suitcase. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a happy ending for the characters, 
Yes. Uh, and that this is where that, like, optimism, it's not even a dose, it's like a fire hose of optimism saying that, like, it, it doesn't matter what you've done or who you've been. Um, yes. You, you always have hope to be a better you. Like, yes. be, your, be yourself and everything will be all right. Mm-hmm. Except if you get hit by a truck. If you, you know, we can't always um, right. guard against every little thing. Accidents happen. I guess right. is what that was about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I... Um, this is... I picked this film mostly because I just really wanted to watch it again. And it had to, I happened to have doppelgangers in it. But what this really kind of turned out to be was an, in, in a, a fine example of, you know, uh, can doppelgangers be good or are doppelgangers good? Uh, I would say yes. This yeah, is not, yeah. this isn't even a neutral doppelganger. It, the doppelganger only wants the best for himself like as in right. himself and um Hayasaki like that that he he wants other stuff too like he has other right. motivations but his his unwavering cause is to uh see through the desires of Hayasaki right exactly you know and what whatever that whatever road that takes doesn't matter so that's that's where the the rest of it kind of comes into play. Whereas if if he's bad, it's it's only because um, you're tying good and evil to to um, societal mores and values. Exactly. Yes. Agreed. You know, it, you're looking at like law versus lawlessness, which isn't the same as like inherently good or evil mm-hmm. you know i'm not i'm not like a philosopher so i, <laughs> I don't know I don't, I don't know like the nitty-gritty of where you start to like look at those lines like where they blur um but i i would say that he's not an evil portent of doom right now seeing him did that end uh, yes, that did end Hayasaki's life as far as the stuff he was doing and had made of his own life. It ended that, mm-hmm. for sure. So yes, you can yes. say that that, would, that could end your life if you life. just kind of, you know, using wordplay. Exactly. You know, it did. And, right. and he had to, and he ended up having to kind of find himself again and restart from not from zero i guess but like it it he had to take a different path you know he he ended doing something different than what he started doing or maybe he ended kind of um uh like with uh, murakami back to where it's like kind of resetting him to that innocent state of uh this is my um not exactly naivete because that's been wiped away, but that um, just optimism, like he's just kind of resetting the the score and going, you can change yourself for the better. 
or, or put yourself yeah. back to where you know you don't you don't have to be what you've made yourself into. You can always change that. Start over again. Yeah. Yes. Well, not for once again, not from scratch, but no, as no. a wiser, better person. That you is can you can learn doing. from all the things you've done, and the um your again your successes and your failures don't have to define you. You just have to like learn from them, right? And don't be a don't be like a jackass. Yes, <laughs> that's yep. Yeah, that's the big one. Really, I don't even know if he learned that lesson. He's still kind of a jerk. Um, yeah, but, but he's not like that's again. That's not his defining trait, right? Yeah, because the the doppelganger wasn't a jerk, but was a horrible person, also. Yes, but like not horrible to other people unless you're just a means to an end and have money. <laughs> And right. even then, I don't think he was mal- he wasn't maliciously killing anyone. That just seemed to be the most efficient way to get what he was doing. Exactly. But yeah, I think that 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 wraps us up for this movie. Um, there was a lot more in there than when I brought this up to, I guess, talk about it again. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I remember it being creepier than it ended up being again because I just <laughs> forgot about like the last act, the third act just. Went away from my mind, which is right. um, the most important part of the movie, really. Uh, yes, but yeah, this works well for our thesis, and I, I think um, once we get into the the next film, will be um, Images, nineteen seventy six, I think, uh, somewhere around there. It's uh, similar in mm-hmm. some aspects to what this was, but however. Uh, I, 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 I'm betting the read on that's going to take a little more digging. Uh, it's it's more complex on some levels because uh, this this wasn't an easy film. Um, this took no. like reading into and looking at motivations and looking what the characters were doing and what they supposing what they did and. Uh, yeah, this is a lot of fun. I, I, if you didn't watch this, um, we, you can't really spoil much aside from letting you know that it's yeah the movie you're starting with isn't the movie you're ending with. Yeah, exactly. But the cinematography, the score, the acting is fantastic. Um, I think that this got like a middling rating. Like, I don't think it's like a super favorable yeah, it's like, um, it's film. It's like three out of five, three and a half out of five. Uh, yeah, but you, you get out of this what you kind of want. Um, you, you can sort of popcorn movie watch this, maybe. It's a little long for that in, in as far <laughs> as like how its structure is. But um, I think that if you, you look at this with some of those themes in mind, like kind of go into it and don't have to be critical about the whole thing, but uh, just keep in mind that there's more going, there's some, there's like subtext going on as well as what's happening on the screen. And I think you can get more out of this movie. Um, definitely on like a second watch, but it's entertaining enough on its own uh, that you can just kind of watch this. Uh, uh, I recommend maybe Bright Future um, if you're interested in this director. 
but uh, you could you could easily I think pair this with um, Pulse and mm-hmm. and get a different just it's just a few years apart, but um, uh, the different feeling on like humanity uh, that the directors. Yes seeing and kind of conveying and the hopelessness this ages really well too there's not like um the only special effect really is going to be uh the um the same scenes with uh any of the doppelgangers and really it's just um uh hayasaki and you can tell that there's like it's a double when it's when his head's turned or something but when they're both talking to each other uh it's it's pretty seamless. I I can't see like where they edited that in. Right. But I was I, but I wasn't like looking. It didn't matter. You know. Mm-hmm. And there are some really fantastic compositing shots too, where they're both in the same frame, where they're not separated by by uh, by the uh, the frame trick that we mentioned earlier, and are composited upon one another that uh work really well and look really good so there's yeah. that too and i and i really enjoyed the the reframing <laughs> and the, the, the like the diptych and triptych like division of the screen it um, yes. it lends a lot more and there's a uh we didn't mention it, there's a fantastic scene where they're both um they're not sitting at the same table yeah it looks like they're sitting together facing the audience and you don't know which one is Hayasaki and which one's doppelganger but they both um, they're sitting in the same pose and they're repeating initially the same lines and then it diverges and it's fantastic yes so there's just real there's the, the, the actor, he's always so good and he, he works hand in hand with um, Kurosawa like on so many films he's in he's in um pulse and pretty much every big um Kurosawa film um from the from the beginning from the start they they were working together um and they've just had he's just a blast to watch on screen uh it says um uh uh Koji Yakusho. But he yes. um, he just looks so tired, and that's like his selling point. He's just like a tired businessman. Yeah. Uh, but he his acting range is great. He just hits the the highs and lows. Like it looks it looks effortless. You know, um, he's good at his craft. So um, anything he's in, he just kind of lends that tired, but. Um, steadfast kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to, I want to find an excuse to want to rewatch Cure because that's that's just probably um, Kurosawa's high point, like the best film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't really fit into anything we cover here, so I'll just have to. Watch it just because. Watch it on your own. Right? <laughs> yeah, because that's a thing that people can do. Um, yeah. Any any final thoughts on this one? Um, it's 
it's really fantastic. And if you once again, if you haven't watched it and any of it, uh, any of this discussion of our discussion on it has caught your attention, you should give it a watch because once again, uh, our, our talking about it really can't do the film justice in uh, uh, in the way that it deserves uh, deserves. And so, it's a big recommend for me. Uh, I will probably uh, shell out the money to re-rent it again, just to watch the third, specifically just to watch the third act and see uh, uh, how ambiguous who is who uh, in the third act. Because honestly, there was a point where I was like, has everybody been replaced with the doppelganger? Um, But yeah, it's a really fantastic film. Really glad to have watched it. and we'll definitely be watching it again. Yeah. Uh, uh, high marks, I think, from us both. And uh, yeah. highly recommended. Also, it's it's um, there's just so much open to interpretation. Uh, you can get your own read on it. And if you come up with something like opposed to what we um, found through watching this, let us know. Uh, I'm I'm like really interested in hearing what other people thought about this. Uh, I, I tried to look at some um, review sites, and by and large, they were they weren't negative, they weren't positive. They were just kind of in the middle. Um, but they didn't yeah. they didn't um, they talked about some of the themes, uh, but they didn't dig into it. They just right. kind of like surface read the movie and then just pointed out specifically that this is not like um, his other films and it's, it's more optimistic um, that that's uh, you can't debate that part because it ends on like a happy hand in hand walking to the sunset you don't get that usually from Kurosawa's films so no. that's the overt part but what I wanted what I'm more interested in is the specific doppelganger angle and uh, not where they came from but what they are and what that means to the characters um, in the, in of themselves. Uh, yeah. So we'll just do our little bit of admin and then uh, we'll, we'll get at you guys next time. Um, so, Leonard, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Uh, folks can find me on Twitter at uh, Dr. Faust is Dead. They can also find my uh, business account by searching at Umbra Knox Productions. Uh, though, if you go to Dr. Faust is Dead, you will uh, be able to easily locate the my business account. Uh, and you can find me on YouTube uh, by also searching Dr. Faust is Dead. And in the near future, you will be able to search for Umbra Knox Productions and find uh, my professional live, uh, live action video work, all the stuff for my business and film production there. Uh, Dave, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitter at sentinot underscore plus. That will be in the notes as always. You can find the podcast at mon underscore d monster. And this and all of our backlog of episodes, including the one on um, Pulse at monsterdeer.monster. Those links will be in the notes as always. And our third uh, and this for this um, episode absent co-host Cameron you can find him on Twitter at night underscore Twitten and that's night without a K uh, he'll, he should be here for next episode I believe uh, we we 
the plan is to watch the film images um robert altman i think um mm. and we will use that as our i think last um film to look at for doppelgangers and then we'll, we'll um, tack on some folklore and maybe something to wrap it up um on in the, the following episode uh, before we probably get back to Castlevania, we will see. There's some other stuff on the to-do, and I think that's it. That's it for us today. We will check you guys next time. Same same spooky time, same spooky channel on the weekend as we release the, the following episode. So, bye-bye, folks. Goodbye. <laughs>